0: You're listening to the audio portion of Workshop Wednesdays. Workshop Wednesdays is a free live discussion about topics affecting accountants, bookkeepers, and business owners. You can join the AVO group on Facebook to participate live Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. Just search for ABBO in Facebook. This podcast is brought to you by SchoolofBookkeeping.com where you learn, grow, and build a thriving bookkeeping practice. We have hundreds of lessons with almost every aspect of the industry. Start your free month today at schoolofbookkeeping.com. Well, welcome to another workshop. What is it? What is this It's called? Wednesday.
1: Mm-hmm. Workshop
0: Wednesday. Workshop Wednesday brought to you by schoolofbookkeeping.com. Oh, wait. There's
1: another W in there for weekly workshop. Right. Week but weekly. we hiccup.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So, um, so yeah. So we we uh, took last week off, but we skipped over, and here we are again in another uh, workshop. So we're going to be uh, continuing our series on payroll fundamentals. I got my payroll shirt on, rock and payroll.
1: Oh, I have my school uh, of bookkeeping shirt on. Yeah,
0: and Kate has her.
1: Right,
2: uh, <laughs> Tommy your shirt. I I forgot the memo. <laughs> I usually wear stripes, so
1: somebody has to.
0: Right, somebody's got to wear stripes uh, each day. Yeah. Um, so, what we're covering is really just a, a, as the name implies, fundamentals of payroll, not necessarily um, you know product or service specific. So, you know, QuickBooks uh, payroll or ADP payroll, as 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 Kate would test to, um, you know, carries some of these uh, these these terminologies and. You know, as as you're adding payroll to your business, um, but that's really what we want to talk about in this in this payroll fundamentals is laying the the framework of, of really what payroll is and um, and, and the, the 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 main concepts of payroll. And today we're going to be talking about payroll costs. <laughs> Can't say that. <laughs> There's too many S T's um, because um, you know payroll does have a cost associated with it, not just the wages that you're, that you as a business owner are paying your employees, but um, there's, there's other expenses that go along with that. And I've seen countless times, um, you know, people accounting for their payroll activities through the net of a check. Right. <laughs> because, you um, That is the money movement. Yes. But there's actually more that goes on behind the scenes. Right. Right. Yes.
1: Yes. And the the most important thing you need to make sure you have set up among many is you need gross wages set up so that your W-2s at the end of the year, that cover sheet W-3 has your total wages paid to your employees for the year. Mm-hmm. Matches your P and L. If you start just running this money in, money out nonsense, you're not going to get even close to that number. You're going to have a mess.
0: Now you you mentioned a term um, gross wages, which we haven't even gross. talked about. You know, gross, gross versus net. So let let's talk a little bit about uh, about that. So when you when you mention the word gross wages, are you talking disgusting? Um, no, you know, because they payroll, smell horrible.
1: no, you don't, you're not really disgusted with them because it begins the journey of getting paid. So it's the amount of money that you're to receive, which what whether it's salary or your hourly total, if mm-hmm. you worked 40 hours at, you know, a hundred an hour, that's 4000 Yeah. can't do the math in my head. That would be your gross wages. If you're paid. That's
0: why you have QuickBooks to do the math.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The math. You want the math to track for you. So that's your gross wages would, in that example, would be $4,000. If you are on salary, it's a set amount, not based on your hour. So no matter which way, whether you're paid per hour or you're paid per week or, you know, salary expected to work 40 hours, Um, That is your gross wages. And that's the number you start with. My kids, I I always laugh when they got their first paycheck, no matter how many times I told them, you're doing the math with your calculator. You're not getting that 4,000, not that they were making a hundred an hour. I just needed easy numbers. You're not getting the whole gross wages. You have to have stuff come out. So they'd come in the house. I mean, it was, I have four kids. So it was like clockwork. They'd, what is this crap? You could you could
0: set your clock to it because it'd be like I'm they like, get it was their always a Friday and then what they come in later.
1: and they and they rip open their check and they they're screaming what is what is this uh, FICA nonsense and med care what is, is this it? and who is this and what care? has he done to my money what has he <laughs> done to what are they I think they're stealing from me yeah. so we have to calm them down no. And explain, and then, then then, the next time they yell at us is when it's time to do their tax return. And they told us they were so angry that the money was coming out so aggressively from the front end. They wanted their big refund. <laughs> I'm like, you know, that federal number is really just a savings account held by the federal government. Do you want them to have that money for you, tax, you know, interest-free? Or do you want to keep that as low as you can legally? And then your refund won't be as big. So you can't get mad if your check is low because you'll eventually get it back, especially if you're a young kid that, you know, doesn't have a lot of, a lot going on, but Mm -hmm. explaining it to kids is rather funny. And uh, I mean, I even get
2: business owners that call me and they're like, why is ADP taking out these things and still having to explain that it's the government and going through everything so it's not just it's not just kids everyone doesn't know exactly what it is that sometimes goes coach sometimes yeah. adult it's always entertaining the questions that I get but it's definitely it varies even ev- everyone needs to know.
1: So well, out of out of your gross wages there's there's an there, for the employee, There's four things that come out of each check. I'm not going into the, we're doing fundamentals. We're not going into health (laughs) insurance 401k benefits. Forget that. You have your gross wages and you're going to say, okay, employer, I want you to take out this percent or I'm, you know, I pick, I select these choices from my, another form W-4, but this is, but basically what it boils down to is take 10% of my payout federal for a federal tax and put it over in this account on my behalf. And then you can turn around and file your tax return and see if you were close to that number. And if you weren't, you owe in. And if you were, you get a refund. The same exact thing happens to your state number. Boom, same thing. With FICA and Medic and Medicare, it's different. That comes out and you see that later in life if you're lucky and that's not what we're here to talk about. I'm not but
0: expecting that,
1: but uh, 7.65 <laughs> of your check comes out no matter what. So, mm-hmm. you're you will never get the $4,000 that will always be less the FICA. And that equals your net pay. Right. And so
0: that was a, a a long answer to a short question. What's the difference between gross and <laughs> gross versus net? But gross is what you should have been paid and then the net is actually what is actually the deposited into your into your bank account or what the check
1: what your uh, check is, is. And, right. and four things are going to come out of even if you choose 0 for federal and 0 for state four things are coming out of your check 7.65% at a minimum that's mm-hmm. the employee's viewpoint <laughs> then this is where then, the businesses get all oh, there's, their, wait, there's there's more, more. No, you don't just, that's not it. And as, as, so now you're the employee, you're mad, but you're going to get your money later. 7.65 is just your retirement, so Mm -hmm. to speak. So you're good. So we got them calmed down. Then the business owner is like, wait, what? So the business owner has to match Mm -hmm. the 7.65, which is good for the employee, right? Employees not mad. Now they're like, oh, wait, they're matching that. Yes. But they also have to, um, pay into the state, a unemployment mm-hmm. into an unemployment bucket. So, and it, it's not necessarily for if Carrie quits. Carrie doesn't go to that bucket and get the money back. What? But if I quit, I go to the giant bucket of all the different businesses that have paid in mm-hmm. based on percentages that the state it's all based on your state and how they calculate it. Those are sunk expenses. There's nothing you're going to get back. Uh, it's just part of doing business and having employees. and then the the final expense that um, and, and federal at the end of the year and it's a weird calculation how they do it the federal has an unemployment bucket they want to fill too, 0.08 <laughs> percent. So there's and then there's limits and there's max and there's all these things, but there's no way around it. You're going to pay 7.65 for every gross wage you paid, your employee—that's your expense—and then your unemployment figures are. I can't throw numbers out on that because it caps. Da, da, da Yeah, yeah. And,
0: we'll, and we'll and we'll talk about those those specific uh, deductions and the uh, company contributions and those types of things when we get to that that topic. So I'm going to put a pin in you talking about those <laughs> those things because we will talk about them in a, in a future uh, workshop Wednesday as we work through this list of topics you know we um we we kind of uh, itemized it out and it's it uh, if we did one topic every every week we're still looking at like September for us to cover (laughs) cover all of these uh these topics so we'll get to that right (laughs) But I mean
1: And, and for just and this is what I used to do too is just if you wanted to budget what's a good number to budget? Because, you know, you have your 7.65 for your FICA Mm -hmm. and you want a round number. I would say whatever your wages are and, you know, you have to have a handle on that if it's going to be a set wage or you're going to pay somebody hourly and you really have to understand overtime because that can... But 10% of whatever you're paying your employees is just a good round number to, to budget when you're starting out. Your state may be different and we'll dig into all...
2: Yeah, I think the rule of thumb is um, 1.25 to 1. 1.4 of what their salary is. Okay. To kind of cover all the extra, the extra fun things.
0: The, yeah, <laughs> the extra thing. Now, um, I had a client who was using uh, a QuickBooks Payroll, and they loved this report um, so that they could use that to, to budget because they had a specific uh, bank account just for just for payroll activity. Uh, and, and QuickBooks has a total cost of payroll. Every mm-hmm. time that they ran payroll, there is a, there is a report created after they create the, the, the paycheck that says total cost of payroll, which includes all of those things that uh, we just now mentioned. Does ADP have, have something similar to that?
2: Yep, yep. We have the payroll liability report. So in that report, it breaks down how much like the live checks are, the direct deposit, the taxes, and then what each tax was. And then it gives you a big lump sum at the bottom. So if you want to break it down individually, or if you want to just look at that bottom number to see all the payroll. Um, but yeah.
1: And when you hit submit, so- it says words like, do you have this much? In any- are you are you ready for this yet?
2: <laughs> it asks you, um, I ca- like to call it the checks and balances page. It asks you twice. So it tells you in the top left hand corner is all this money in your account because this is what we need to pull. And that includes the payroll and the taxes. And then when you go to hit approve at the bottom, another box comes up and it's like, <laughs> hey, just want to make sure you have the money in your account because some people just think of the net pay and that's all they need to do. Right. So we, we make sure kind of checks and balances, <laughs> throw it all over. And it's in like a big red font just to make sure that you actually have the money in the account before you go to hit.
0: Yeah, it was, uh, I was just seeing on our um, one of the Facebook groups that I'm a member of, um, they made a mistake person, a person made a mistake and they didn't have enough money in their account to, um, to, 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 for all of those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, so it basically put a hold on not only their account, but all of their clients. Uh, so, <laughs> so there was a, it was a big mess, wow. <laughs> um, because they they didn't have the, the, the money in the right place so that when it came came time to uh, to, to, to drafting the total cost of of the payroll it really mm-hmm. put a, a a damper on their day during tax season. That's for sure.
2: <laughs> yeah, I can't believe it locked up everyone's account. I know we have yeah. ours where the accountants have all their clients on there, but if one a client, we call it NSF, if one a client yeah. NSFs, it's just locked on that client. I can't yeah. believe it I'd be yeah that 5%. should I think that
0: was a mistake <laughs> that was a mistake on the on the part of the payroll service yeah. um, and I think they're they're looking into why that actually happened but that's what did happen and uh, and that's that certainly will get your attention when all of yeah. your clients can no longer do payroll uh, because of uh, something that that happened um, so obviously you're gonna get it taken care of pronto but you don't necessarily have the time to do that during tax season, as you're trying to do other things yeah. uh, in that in that deadline. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the the bottom line is, is that we want to make sure um, that that people understand when it comes to the, the total cost of payroll that there are more costs associated to a business than the net of the check or even the gross of the check. Yeah, uh, there's there's expenses on top of that for that are on that are paid on behalf of, of having other having employees. Mm-hmm. And and those are things that you just want to keep in mind. Now, next week we're going to talk about employees versus contractors, you know, and making that that decision, because if you don't have an employee and you have mm-hmm. someone who's a contractor for you, then you don't have to be concerned with too much of that. It is just gross wages, mm-hmm. but there's some t- other considerations that come along with that. Um, when you're determining, you know, should I have employees or should I just have contractors working yeah. uh, for working with me? Um, and then, of course, if you're using a payroll service, there are um, costs associated with running that payroll service. So, um, always kind of take that into consideration uh, when you're when you're evaluating payroll services. What is the cost of that? Um, and what am I getting for that for that payroll service? Right. So make sure you understand what what the features are. Uh, because typically in most things in life, you get what you pay for,
1: right? <laughs> You've seen too many people say, oh, that's so easy, I can do it myself. And one <laughs> payroll notice will wipe them out. Yeah. Whereas Even if you just, just pay but-
2: for ADP, I is- know it's covered. Why well, you can get it covered? And no matter what notification you get from the IRS, you just submit it right there and the ADP takes care of the fine. So, yeah,
0: because it's uh, it's always um, uh, I, I think uh, Carrie you, you said it uh, best um, that it only takes one payroll notice to pay for you know <laughs> pay for the payroll service and, and realize oh I'm out of my <laughs> I, I don't want this burden of responsibility uh, to to be doing that
1: yeah yeah
0: so so that kind of wraps up our 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 uh, our topic on. Uh, payroll costs. Um, what is the total cost of payroll? Um, we'll have this, of course, uh, a replay on the uh, Workshop Wednesdays on our YouTube channel. And then what we'll do is we'll use this uh, content to, to create the, the payroll fundamentals uh, course, um, you know, that we're working on uh, at com. So I want to kind of switch gears a little bit uh, because we have a, we had a, a question come up in uh, in our quick answers and, and Carrie, while I'm bringing that up, what is quick answers? Can you tell the fine folks that are watching us? When, <laughs> a
1: what a answer quick answer is. Is where you have the ability to chat and get a quick answer on something that's pressing so you can get back to what you're doing.
0: Yeah. So we have, uh, we have the ability for, for our members at schoolbookkeeping.com to, to reach out uh, through, through our website and ask a, ask a question. And uh, if it's not addressed in a course, we can, we can speak to that right then and there and get them back and, back and, back up and running here. So we did have, where'd it go? Oh, I'm still trying to pull it up here. All right. So the question was, uh, do you have a video on restaurant accounting? <laughs> right. I'm struggling with and uh, on how to take sales reports from a point of sale system that does not integrate and journal entry them so that inventory Cogs, sales, and expenses are correct. Right. So we don't have a video on that. So we're gonna create one right now. <laughs> right. On, on, on how to on the fly and how to do that. Um, well, so the, fir-
1: the first thing you're gonna need is their Z out report.
0: What is a Z out report?
1: Well, you know, that's a good <laughs> question. <laughs> it's kind of like I'm th- we're throwing out these peril terms. So Z out yep. report is Something that all point of sale um, systems, even. Uh, yeah, this goes
0: back to, goes actually back to cash register days, right? Cash yeah. register
1: days. They give you a Z out report. So at the end of the day, the cash register person, which by the way, I wanted to be one when I grew up, cause I thought they got to <laughs> keep all the cash. Then I found out they didn't. I was like, oh, no fun. But anyway, so you came, I always you came
0: home about- and told your parents,
1: I don't get to keep the cash in the cashier. I wanted <laughs> that. Like- Florida, I and also wanted, on your check,
0: I, you have taxes taken out.
1: <laughs> I know, that was bad. But the real sad thing was when I was little, that drawer that popped out for you to give change, I thought the cashier got to take it home. But anyway, she doesn't <laughs> or she wouldn't last long. But anyway, so at the end of the day, everything balances out and it's summarized on a Z-tape, but they can do the same thing in any software system. So they're totaling the numbers that you tell it the to total. So it's all in the setup, like everything else. And what you want to do is to study that Z-out report and create a template in QuickBooks, online or desktop, doesn't matter, so that you can key in those new numbers. We used to have to yeah. do that.
0: So a Z, the Z actually stands for what?
1: Oh, you, you're going to answer that because I have no idea. <laughs>
0: <laughs> zero. Right. Zero, oh. zero. Zero, Zero. You're
1: zeroing
0: Zero. Out. Right. Because See, I get register, so stuck
1: in ca- acronyms. I forget that there's a reason they have that. Okay.
0: Right. So your cash register, all it does is is add up sales, you know, over the over the course of the day, and at the end of the day, you want to start over, and you zero that out so that the next day you're you're starting at zero, and then that day's sales is going to increase, and right. then the next time that you zero out you get your report so that's the that's the idea of what a z out there's also an x out but that's a shift report so
1: yeah no no no.
0: (laughs) but you just zero out at the end of the day so so you want to mimic that in your quickbooks right so they'll be um, in they'll be out so i'm just in a sample company here so the way you want to handle this is, is you want to mirror what your zero, uh, your Z out r- report is looks like. And this could be, you know, if you're using like uh Clover or, you know, Square point of sale or Shopify point of sale or QuickBooks point of sale. I mean, they all, they all have uh, some kind of report that will show at the end of the day. Here's uh here's my sales and here's the payment methods that I took throughout, throughout the course of the day. Uh, yes. so that's what you're, that's what you're going to be uh, mimicking by creating it. So you would create uh, some products and services to be as detailed or not as you like, right? So you can and, just, um, if it's a restaurant, so use the example of the, of the question, if it's a restaurant, you may want to know food sales versus beverage every, sales versus um, alcohol sales, right? Yeah. And, and some of these things may actually have uh, certain sales taxes t- tied to them. So it really just uh, depends on that type of how much information you want to, uh, you want to have versus um, what do you want QuickBooks to know about, right? Like point of sale, you know, QuickBooks point of sale, you have the ability to just send over summary sales and it's taxable sales or non-taxable sales. That's, that's really all it's, it's concerned about. And then it will it will do that for you in in desktop, right? It will create the the, the daily sales summary uh, for you. Um, but the the other caveat to all of this is the, is how people paid for goods and services in that environment, right? Because you have um, you have uh, you know cash, and, check, credit yes. card, uh, gift credit cards, card. you know those types of things. So you want to you want to also put in on your uh, on your items the 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 payment methods uh as well. Because I had a I had a a client who was a mail um like a UPS store but it wasn't a UPS store it was it's that mail stop you know type of stuff and they had a they had a proprietary uh point of sale system that did not integrate with with QuickBooks. But what he was doing when I met him was he was entering these things in his journal entries. So he was taking that ZL uh tape and then putting these in as, as journal entries, and then it was a mess, right? Oh, so,
1: yeah. so I like the sales sales receipts. That's how I like right. to
0: do. It. Yeah, yeah uh, a daily well, sales and- summary is is a is is a great way to mirror the the Z out uh, Z out uh, ticker report, right? Uh, there- but you want to start by creating items, so you create the, the level of detail in the items. Uh, that you, that you want, you were saying something before. Yeah.
1: Well, what I was going to say was, uh, see how it has inventory option. Don't, you don't want to do inventory because your point of sale is going to be the source of truth for your inventory. Right. You want to draw the line in the sand. I know a lot of times it's, you're really itchy to put in both places. Don't, don't let, let the, let the point of sale manage your gift cards and just keep the balance over here in QuickBooks. Same thing with inventory. Let it do a journal entry, not, and you can do that by setting these things up. Right.
0: So I'm just going to create this as a as a taxable sales item because we're going to just make it super simple. Um, We would leave, you know, the sales price uh, blank, um, and then we need an income uh, account. So we'll just choose uh, sales of product income, and if we want to, we can choose you know the, the the various. Uh, and let to calculate this or the do software. you want
1: I... to tie de-
0: it. depends, right? <laughs> it depends um, you know, what what you're doing with sales tax inside of your QuickBooks, right? So if you're using QuickBooks to to help you uh calculate the sales tax that was remitted and, and make those payments, then yes, you wanna you wanna let QuickBooks read, you know, do the calculations uh, right there because Bear in mind, you may have a discrepancy from your point of sale system uh, versus uh, what what you enter into QuickBooks if you have QuickBooks recalculate the sales tax, right? But if you want to just be explicit and say whatever's in my point of sale system uh, is what I want to enter into QuickBooks, then you would create you know ultimately create items for those, yeah, uh, so that they would uh, so that there would be no calculation. Uh, of uh, recalculation of sales. tax, You could feasibly have a rounding issue, right? If you have at the end of the day, um, you know, $5,200 and, you know, some odd number of, of taxable sales, but on each sale is smaller, smaller chunks. You could have a rounding issue with, uh, with cents, uh, fractions of cents that would have been rounded up or down depending on um, how it, how it fell in each of those uh, sales. So it's just something to keep in mind.
1: Well, and also right. to, to just to get it uh, further jagged on the edge there, restaurants have a weird sales tax. Bed and breakfast yeah. have a weird sales tax. So it's not like your typical um, inventory that your retail inventory. So it may be better if you have weird percentages that QuickBooks would have no idea of what, what those are. So just something to keep um, in mind.
0: I am going to create this. This, uh, uh, this one as a non taxable sale. This is the penalty of doing this on the fly. <laughs> we don't have this already set up. We were going to do it in desktop, but we weren't able to get into desktop. This is non taxable.
1: Okay, it non-taxable does have
0: Yeah, yeah, because you can get nice part about, um, you know, QuickBooks online over desktop is, <laughs> is the fact that, uh, the automatic sales tax has those, um, various categories, uh, that are associated with certain, certain sales tax taxes, uh, so that you can, uh, QuickBooks can set those up for you. So you don't have to know the sales tax compliance with all of that, but Feasible, you've done that in your point of sale system.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, don't do, not do. yeah, be very careful. I've heard when people turn it on, it's not what they think. So it's, it right. looks pretty. So then
0: but- we're going to create a um, tender type. So we're going to create another non-inventory item. This will be cash received. Now here, we typically want to put this into undeposited funds but I don't think this item is going to let us do that. We'll see. Oh, I stand corrected. Well, actually, I said corrected. But <laughs> so it did let us do that. Uh, so we're going to do cash here. And then we're going to do duplicate it and just for... brevity here. We're going to just put credit cards. Now, what you could do is you could have one for each type of credit card, Amex, Discover, American, uh, I already said Amex, Visa, (laughs) MasterCard, um, because sometimes those get deposited separately, right? So, you know, Discover and American Express, they they fancy themselves better than the rest. And so they maybe deposit on their own schedule as opposed to uh, Visa, MasterCard, which are lumped together. Uh, so again, it really just depends on how much detail you need to you n- you need to know uh, so that your QuickBooks reality matches your reality reality. But I'm just going to put credit card received uh, and credit cards. I can't to type and talk at the same time uh, as card received. Okay. And these are these are actually non taxable. So I should have done that with cash. I'm done. Same close. All right. So we've got one for taxable sales, one for non taxable sales, and the, the tender type. So in our example here, we'll just say uh, we sold um, $4,000 worth of taxable stuff and $1,000 worth of non taxable stuff. And we received what, what do you want the breakdown to be? 50 50. That for the good. 50,
1: 50, 50 is easy. <laughs> all right. So
0: we'll make it easy. So uh, the way you would do this is on a, a, a daily sales summary, but we're going to create that as a sales receipt. Right? Um, you would create a customer probably just for, um, you know, generality uh, like counter sales or uh, Z out, you know, so you just create a customer that you would enter in all of these um, Daily sales summaries are on. You, you know, you just use daily sales summaries as the name of the customer, right? We would just use our uh, taxable sales. What did I say? 4,000. Sounds good. Right. Now QuickBooks is calculating the tax on top of that. So you'd see that the, uh, the tax that was collected on that was $320 on taxable sales, 4,000. right so five thousand three hundred and twenty dollars was the amount that I brought in on the uh, in income on sales right but i i I've, I've received half of that on with cash and half of that with with credit cards so what mm-hmm. we're going to do is, is we're going to use uh our cash tender types right uh, what is half twenty six sixty
1: Okay, that was good. Minus, but it's
0: a negative, right? Because this is a negative because this is tender type that, that is that is actually uh, being received. That is, and it's non-taxable. That's why it's recalculating the tax. <laughs> and then our uh, credit cards, and we can you know break this out you know by Visa, Mastercard, also twenty six sixty as negative.
1: And yeah, you want the very bottom to say zero, Z Z report.
0: Right. So your balance due is zero, right? So you're handling all of the bookkeeping sides of things with, uh, on the, uh, through the items or products or services that you're setting up in, in your QuickBooks. And you're creating this daily sales receipt as a zero. So to, to match the Z out, uh, Tape out of that um, as a as a zero dollar sales receipt, um,
1: but and then you. That's what, not so, all, folks. What you have to do a deposit,
0: <laughs> right? So once we save it, okay, and it's saved. So now what happened is those those tender types of cash and uh, and and check uh, or check or credit cards or cash, uh, they are now going into. Uh, the bank deposit, right? So there's our two counter sales from those two different items are 2660 and another 2660 there. You see your cards received versus your cash received. That's going to be on a different schedule. Uh, than, you know, when you, when you choose, uh, when you charge a credit card, right, the money transfer starts that that gets started right away. Right. And that's all done automatically. Uh, when you batch out your your credit cards at the at the end of the day, you know the money transfer will actually start at that moment, and then you want to just match those deposits inside of inside of QuickBooks. But you're not going to follow along and do the cash on the same day or as part of the same uh, deposit. You may actually wait two to three days to actually uh, do all of your cash deposits. Right, so that's what's going to happen with those daily sales receipts is they're going to come in here uh, into the undeposited funds. And then you can just group them together, all of your cash sales. So if this happens three times, right, and you've got 2660 each day, never going to happen. But I mean, as an example. Um, you're going to take the the $7,800 $7, or whatever that, you know, equates to, and then take that down to the bank and make the deposit. So you would just click off all of the ones that are part of that deposit and make that one big deposit so that when the bank feed comes in, it'll just match to that deposit that you've already made. And then you do the same thing for checks and credit cards and you know, other tender types uh, as
1: well. My rule of thumb so. is please do it daily. So that we don't have to figure out that Fridays was added to Mondays and then Tuesdays. Just do them each day and move on. And then the credit cards. This is why we like QuickBooks payments because the credit cards are much easier (laughs) to match up. But there you go. But those are your credit cards that you have to follow and see when they do deposit them.
0: Right. So by using a daily sales summary, uh, you can mimic what's happening in the point of sale system inside of your QuickBooks. And then, by because you're using these items that you've set up ahead of time, uh, the 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 um, accounting is being done for you. Uh, so your sales are being tracked by the sales items, and your your deposits are then being tracked by the payment items or the tender types. And then you can get more, you know, granular and new detail. You can have discounts uh, mapped separately, so you can keep track of those types of things. Whatever you want to get out of the daily sales receipt. receipt um, you can you can do that in the, in the daily sales
1: summary. So, whew. <laughs> wow! And this I, I is that's, why we like <laughs> using integrated QuickBooks products because it takes it's a, it, it's hard. You can do it. It's hard. It's hard. But once you set that template up, you can pull that mm-hmm. template up and pump in those numbers. Uh, it just it can get a little tricky around.
0: Yeah. So actually, I, I do have an example. Um, let me go in here. That same guy uh, that did the, um, uh, I'm in the sample company here. So let me log back in. We created a template and you want to see, <laughs> I just want to show it because it was, it was. Um,
1: and you can get it <laughs> is yeah. yeah. That's where, that's where the customer really has to think about it. Point of sale is holding. Your inventory data and sales tax tracking and things and gift card tracking. Um, you don't want to have to duplicate all that work. You just want to know: okay, the balance is this, the details in this land, but the accounting and my bank account, and my cash is here. Mm-hmm. All right, let's see here. So I've got the recurring transaction.
0: So yeah, that's that's one of the things that you can do is create these as a uh, as a template, like a memorized transaction. And then you, you just, just utilize it, the day. Uh, yeah. So here's his uh, daily sales summary. If I go okay. to use, right. I click it. He wanted to know, you know, all the things about, packing uh, materials, office supplies, the mailbox rent, the greeting cards, UPS, FedEx, DHL. That's that uh, should all be
1: in his point of sale.
0: Right. It did. And it was in his point of sale. And it was on uh, his, uh, you know, his, his, his end a of point. day report. So okay. he wanted to just keep track of all that uh, stuff. So he had no problem going in here on a daily basis and then just filling out the dollar amounts uh, you know, from his report. And uh, he loved it. Right. And, and this is what we were talking about with sales tax,
1: mm-hmm. um,
0: because if uh, if you want, you don't necessarily need to have QuickBooks do the recalculation or there was. Some,
1: you can just jam the number that the yeah you can just because
0: that's part of the Z out is how much of sales tax was collected, right? And so we had the breakdown of how much was for city, how much was for state. We use those as um, as items on the
1: thirty eight uh, lines. I would put <laughs> I would. Would you do it, Caitlin?
2: <laughs> thirty eight lines every day. No, got to get right. something that's in it. Especially when you know there's other things out there that integrate with programs. It's yeah. time. You can't buy time. You cannot buy time. That's one one thing. Th-
0: th- this was his act. He, he, he liked doing this because it kept him engaged with the business, right? Like he could see he could how...
1: fire or something? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, he ended up selling the business, right? So, um, <laughs> so now no I know why.
1: <laughs> I would try to fill out 38 lines every day. I think I would sell the business too. <laughs>
0: so he had his things that he kept he kept track of and this was one of the ways that he kept track of that because he could see he you know as he's doing these every day he's like oh this is more than yesterday or this mm-hmm. was uh oh we haven't done a lot of uh you know gift wrap, you know in a, in a while so maybe we need to do he would use these as a as oh a instead of
1: the point of sale yeah i bet he had an old-fashioned cash register
0: no no he had he had he had a um you know, a computerized uh, a system, and it did connect to QuickBooks. Uh, they should
1: have told he, him what Quick Gift Wrap. Your Gift Wrap is he, down.
0: He rather would talk to me uh, oh. than he. <laughs> I mean, I can't blame him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> then
0: then connect it to QuickBooks and pay the fee for uh, for connecting. Um, but that was, uh, yeah. That's 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 one example of how detailed you can get in the in the daily sales summary. Uh, but if you do have a way to connect those things um, and integrate with them, um, yeah, Carrie is a big fan.
1: <laughs> That's great. Right. Save some time.
0: <laughs> hey. And that way you're just managing the data as opposed to entering. You know, we just had be, a, but- we just had an interesting discussion about that with other things that, you know, what happens if you're sick, right? And you're the one in charge of doing these manual entries. Right, those things just don't get entered.
1: They don't get entered unless you do. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Then the sickness becomes your sickness. So, yeah. A lot of work. A lot of stress. Ah.
0: <laughs> Sorry, I think I uh, struck a nerve.
1: Yeah, uh, you did.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully, uh, you guys can join us next week for another workshop Wednesday. We're going to be talking about the the dilemma of do I hire an employee or do I hire or do I work with a, with a contractor and what that means for, for payroll. And we'll have uh, some other question that we've, uh, (laughs) that we've fielded inside of QuickBooks to talk about on our workshop Wednesday. Have a great week.
1: Have a good one. Bye. Bye, Thanks for coming, Caitlin.